Welcome to episode 87 of the Leadership in Context podcast with Keith Tusi. The influence of a leader is critical to something happening. Hi, this is Keith Tusi. Welcome to Leadership in Context. Today I want you to look with me to the book of Judges and the 18th and 19th verses in chapter 2. It says this, When the Lord raised up judges for them, the Lord was with the judge and delivered them from the hand of their enemies all the days of the judge. For the Lord was moved to pity by their groaning because of those who oppressed and afflicted them. But it came about when the judge died that they would turn back and act more corruptly than their fathers in following other gods to serve them and bow down to them. They did not abandon their practices nor their stubborn ways. What I want to talk to you about today is esteeming the mantle of leadership. I think there are many good leaders who understand in even a humble and graceful way that God has graced them with certain gifts and certain abilities. Having said that, though, uh, through my history of ministry and uh, even involving in the business community and people in business certainly would be included in this, is I've seen a number of gifted leaders, men and women who certainly had divine deposits of grace, not just, you know, natural leaders, but, but people that had honed their skills and people that acknowledged that God had put in something into them. I've seen those same people complain when people did not just automatically do what they needed to do without a leader. Here's the truth of the story. The history in the Bible tells us that when they had good judges, they did good things. Later on in Israel history, it tells us when they had good good kings, they did good things. When they had bad kings, they did bad things. The truth is, the influence of a leader is really critical to something happening. If our leadership paradigm is people should just do the right thing, That is a fallen and deceived and wrong mentality. Obviously, people should have self-government, especially when it comes to, to morals in their life. But the truth is that God has set leadership in our families, in our businesses, in our churches, in our community, in our civil government, in our military. In every aspect of human endeavor, those that function well Uh, They may function with a team, but they don't function well with what I just call a committee. They function well with headship leading that team. And if it's the desire or the anticipation of the leader for that team to function well without leadership or thinking they should do that without leadership, then they're going to be often disappointed. Here's the truth. Good people will do the wrong thing without good leadership, because God has set leadership in every institution that he ordains. And so we've got to embrace that as leaders. We've got to embrace not just the leadership tactics, but we've got to embrace the leadership mantle and understand 
that our voice is needed, our motto is needed, our wisdom is needed, our anointing is needed, whatever we're bringing to the plate is needed. Now that doesn't mean that it's that the people have to be severely dependent on that, but what it does mean is that corporately we need to keep leading. There's never a spot where we're just resting and expecting good things to happen while we are not leading. They'd be like a quarterback going into the huddle and say, you know, I've been calling plays all game long. I just don't think we should call any more plays. You guys have practiced. You've been on the team a couple of years and you know all the plays. Let's just get up there and see what would happen. Well, wait a minute. No, he calls the plays to execute the other gifts and talents of that team that's bringing together. And I think that's the attitude we need to take. And I think a lot of leaders in business and in the church get frustrated because they think, look, we've done this before. Why don't we just get up there and hike the ball and see what happens? Now, they're not saying that, but really, that's kind of the theology or the philosophy that they're bringing to place. So there's, there's you know, the, the core of leadership is moral leadership, number one. People that want to have clean hands and a pure heart. People that want to walk before God, that want to walk in integrity. So moral leadership, what we call character, that person's character, that is critical, that, we, that we're leading by example. We're leading by the downflow in our life. So moral leadership is important, okay? What is also important is having a set of clear convictions, in other words, people understand not just why you believe a certain thing, but why you believe a certain thing. That's a mark of a good leader. Not just that people could say, hey, this is what he believes or what she believes about it, but this is why they believe about that. And then the third part of that, that moral leadership I would talk about is having a de- dependable response. In other words, they know how that leader is going to respond. We talked in the last podcast about sending Judah first, that a leader should be a praiser. Is is that our reputation as leaders? When we're confronted with hostility, when we're confronted with circumstances that are less than desirable, when we're confronted with great victories, is are we prone? Is our first response to be a praiser? Are there dependable responses when we're agitated? Is there a dependable response? Do we go back to the Word of God? Okay, so these are characteristics of leadership. Now, in Judges, we've already acknowledged that there's a pattern of God raising up leaders without seemingly any human agency. In other words, God seems to be throughout the book of Judges, and we don't know all the backstory, but there's enough pattern there that we know that in most cases there's not much of a backstory where God just puts his hand on somebody. Gideon would uh, be a great example. You know, he's down in the wine press uh, hiding from the Midianites. His father was not a great spiritual leader. There was no other lintage there. There's nothing else to tell us anything. But God raised him up sovereignly, and Gideon is a good uh, case in point. And the truth is today that we have many good leaders who really were not discipled well. You say, well, well, Keith, how how can that be? Since, I mean, you, speaking of me, and and most of my audience, we we come from a, I would say, a discipleship paradigm, where we believe that discipling, that imputing and imparting to people is very important. And, you know, here's what I'd say to you. You know, you can believe that and not do it. You can believe that. there There are people 
that believe that, that say amen to that, but they don't do it. And often the people that don't do it are the very people that were raised up themselves without human agency. Meaning that while they acknowledge what somebody may have done here or there for life, they weren't you know, radically or passionately or systematically discipled themselves, and somehow they came out okay, and in the back of their mind, there's this thinking, well, the Lord did it. Well, listen, you can't disciple the gift into somebody, but you can disciple the gift out of somebody, okay? You can coach that gift out of them. And what we've got to understand is there are many uh, men and women out there that have done an admirable job leading because of the grace of God on their life, who in fact, they would tell you, they themselves are spiritual orphans. They were never properly nurtured. They were never properly spiritually fathered or mothered as the case may be. So it's important that in this leadership, we understand that just talking about disciples just advocating discipleship, telling people they need to be discipled is one thing. Uh, actually doing that thing is another thing. I think sometimes we think because we place a value on something that therefore we're doing that something, and that is not necessarily the truth, okay? See, if you have a really strong leader and he de- he can devalue or she can devalue their own influence by acknowledging discipleship and not doing it, saying, yeah, this is important by not doing it. And sometimes even becoming mystical and saying, well, you know, God just, you know, showed up in my life or God did something supernatural in my life. And I I applaud that. I, I think I'm in that camp. I think I'm more in that camp myself. But because of that, I value discipleship and I value my influence without overvaluing myself. Do you understand that? I think that's a mark of a healthy leader. They value their influence. They value the work they do without overvaluing themselves because they understand it was God that was did it. Listen, throughout this book, when they, when they had judges, they did good. When they didn't have judges, they didn't do good. The truth is men and women as a whole are in need of leadership. We are in need of leadership. And so rather than expecting people to do what we think they ought to do without us, let's say, thank God, God put us around and we're going to use our influence to help people get to the place that they should be. Something to think about today, and maybe this will be a blessing to somebody you know, Uh, but I want to leave you with this charge. If you believe in discipleship, disciple somebody. This is Keith Tusi for Leadership in Context. Today, Keith continued his discussion on leadership lessons from the Book of Judges. Good people will do the wrong thing without good leadership. You can't disciple the gift into someone, but you can disciple the gift out of someone. But that takes actions, not just words. It is possible to believe in something and not do it. But people are in need of leadership. So if you believe in discipleship, disciple someone. Thanks for listening this week to another episode of Leadership in Context with Keith Tusi. Join us next week as Keith continues to put leadership truths in the context of the local church. As always, subscribe, like, rate, and share our podcast. For show notes or to ask Keith a question, email podcast at inourpastors.com. If you would like more information, you can check out our website, 
Find us on Facebook or follow us on Instagram at Inner Pastors. See you next week.